Okay, I don't know if you know about the, because you've been on my previous podcast, but on this one, and I've kind of been lax on my duties for this one, but we usually have the guests be able to dedicate this episode to anybody or anything they want to dedicate it to. So Mm, since you're the guest, who do you want to dedicate it to? You can dedicate it to yourself if you want to be a narcissist. No, I don't need to be that. (laughs) All right, who do you want to dedicate it to? Uh, God, I don't know who would appreciate this. Daniel Craig? Yeah. All right, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. You probably never hear it, but let's do it. You probably never hear it, but yeah, yeah. let's do it. Daniel Craig. Oh, it's hey. dedicated to all you Daniel Daniel Craig fans out there. There you go. All right. website's still up there the Dan- i hate daniel craig or fired daniel craig because the, the whole thing was daniel craig not bond.com I, i'm i'm trying hold on all right it was right um I, I, I don't know if anybody remembers before casino royale when it was announced in 2005 that daniel craig would play james bond people went absolutely insane yep they just went bond and it's not just british people american fans too like what are you doing you're gonna ruin the franchise yep which i said uh George Lansby did a fine job with that. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. But, but here's the thing that I always question. Was Roger Moore really a dark-haired, or was he? could he be considered lighter-haired? I mean, yeah. and everybody liked Roger Moore, or not everybody. A big chunk of people liked Roger Moore. They did. They did. And then um, this Casino Royale movie wasn't like any Bond we've seen before. You still find it up <laughs> It's not. It Does, doesn't, it doesn't exist. exist anymore. It doesn't exist. Oh, it doesn't exist. It was W. What was it called again? That website. Daniel Craig not Bond dot com. I, I believe that's what it was. Daniel Craig. It's not. It doesn't exist anymore. I, not that I can because see. Because people don't want to admit that they were the ones that went on the internet and said this was. Oh, well, hold on. My it's showing I can't connect to the internet, so maybe that's why. Oh, maybe. Okay, we'll look it up <laughs> when we get done. Okay. We trust. We transferred our internet, so maybe that. Okay. All right, and then that website was one of them. It wasn't just Twitter or anything or right. Facebook. It was just a huge campaign, and people were complaining how they're never going to be James Bond's fans. It was worse than when Metallica cut their hair. <laughs> so true. <laughs> Those sellouts. Oh, Metallica's not going to be the same. They cut their hair. They're polished now. Yeah, they can't possibly be. Oh, it's not the same anymore. <laughs> so um, let it give a little background. Um, Nick and I have known each other for many years. Many, many 20. years. 20. Over 20. Yeah. Almost, yeah, over 20, yeah. And We've got to be 20. And just give a little background, because I know I don't really want to, I'd rather talk about the subject, but just under, we got to, people have an understanding of where we're coming from, is you and I would just shoot the stuff at the video store. Yep. And just hang out there. I would work, or not work, <laughs> and we would just stay there, and we would walk the halls and the, the alleys of the video store just talking about movies. Yep. And I've had some really good recommendations from you and some, like, what are you thinking recommendations? Well, I that... think that's why we work, because we have such different t- You don't want somebody that has the same Well, no, it's, but... It's boring, but... Yeah. There were a lot of ones that you you showed me or told me about that I that I I'm like uh, yeah. I don't, I would not have rented that one. No, it was yeah. all right. I wouldn't have rented it, but I'm glad that I watched it. I still haven't, well, anything you recommend, I still watch, but I don't have any high reservations. I can't remember anything like really. No. Well, because I don't I don't I my per, I'm kind of a weird in that way. I don't like I don't like giving my opinion out much because I don't know who's gonna you know throw me off a bridge or something for saying the wrong thing, but. I kind of like I'm a consumer of everything. There's very few things that I'm like I have to watch like a uh, uh, like right. Bond. If a Bond comes out, I will watch well, that. Sure, yeah. But it, you can pretty much sh- show me anything you want, and I'll give it a I'll give it a chance because I don't know what the expectations are. No, and I think the other thing is we've seen. I've, God, this is 35 years of watching movies that we've seen it all. We kind of know what's going <laughs> to yeah, happen. Yeah. And you're kind of like, okay, this is, which is a nice, and just kind of a leading up to Casino Royale. It takes that, all right, here we know, we know what's going to happen and throws it off, right? You, There's a lot of emphasis of Casino Royale that they, okay, they're bringing the girl in. This is what's going to happen. And that never happened. There's a lot of different reverse takes on what we usually see as tropes for James Bond. Yeah, no, that uh, Casino Royale kind of, it was still in the same vein, but just different enough with a modern update. Yeah. I mean, 
James Bond was always chauvinistic and, you know, misogynistic way back in the 50s when, when the, what, 52 or 53 yeah. when the first book was written. Times were way different. And then Casino Royale comes around and it's, I, I, I liked moving away from the campiness because Casino Royale brought back the, the jokes were a little more, to me, were a little more like um, Sean Carney's were, where they were cheesy but not goofball. No, and, and I'll, we'll bring it up, but there's one, that one line he uses when he plays poker. Right, yeah. Like, uh, that last hand almost. <laughs> but that's that's yeah. why, for me, that was a big thing because it, it did, it, it followed the book. Uh, I was just uh, reading something about that, how closely, I've tried reading the book like three times right now, and the... Um, it's not a very large. No, book. Ian Fleming's, but his writing style is kind of strange. It is. I mean, he takes like what two pages to talk about what he's wearing, right? <laughs> and then it, but then it switches <laughs> the to like where the art, the clothing, the fabric, and all right. that. Stuff. And I'm like, who cares? Right? And so, yeah, I get where they're going on some of that stuff. But when Casino Royale came out, that was weird for me, or that was awesome for me because it did take elements of Bond that yeah. most people liked, made it a little serious. And but still kept a, just an, for me just enough humor behind it, and it wasn't cliched or to me it wasn't cliched or, um, uh, you know, to the times. You know, it was it was right. Well, they upgraded the book because in the yeah. book it's uh, the card game is back a rack, right? Yep. And, and they played. Nobody does that anymore. No. <laughs> Everybody plays Texas Hold'em, so they put that in the movie. And Texas Hold'em, man. Because the book was Smirsh and the Russian. Um, financing for Lashif was that's where that was all coming from and yeah. Lashif lost his money um financing well and gambling but also financing brothels all over Europe so there are some things that have again you wouldn't get away with in today's right. you know today's world that yes it needed a modern update but I think it did a good job I would say this actually because you know we talked about um Bond being camp they did all the silliness to it it's fun and you know the tone but this one let's get the real gritty tone of it down yep. first let's really get to the what he really is and let's shoot it seriousness let's get some excellent film shots i think the first five minutes are phenomenal before you even get the intro is the black and white which shows you definitely this is not going to be your pierce bronze and timothy dalton kind of a movie right this yep. is when you sit in the office and um I think the, the reason the success for this one really well it bled into Batman because they said, well, Batman's been campy, it's been fun and cute. Oh, but and then but they, the grit, and then two thousand six came out, Batman Begins, and I think without Casino Royale, you won't have that whole rejuvenation of gritty superhero, you know, or the Batman stuff. I always felt with the Bond movies, and now it's not always the same, but. With the exception of Dalton, because Dalton was supposed to be serious as Bond the whole time. Oh, but, but I know. Car door down the hill. I know. <laughs> well, but it's... So here was always the thing. Bond would start out, for the most part, somewhat serious, and yeah. then end up campy at the end of the that person's run. Right. Which I think that more... Roger Moore started out a little more campier than... Sean Connery did. Sean Connery was a little more gruff, a little bit more rough, but it yeah. still ended pretty campy with, not yeah. too campy, but you know, the gadgets were kind of over the top and stuff. I felt like that with more, I felt like with, well, Lazenby was the whole concept of that movie yeah. was weird for me, but then it got goofy and campy to me was campy. Yeah. Um, I felt like that was how a lot of these bond movies happened where I didn't feel so much with, with Casino Royale that that was the case. It started out kind of gritty yeah. And it only injected a little bit, but it yeah. still ended up pretty gritty at the end. Well, that you know, everybody, everybody, James Bond gets to looking through the barrel of the gun and he turns yep. and fires. But this one was excellent because it was, you turn away from the guy thinking he's dead. Yep. And the guy on the floor looks like I'll get one shot in. Yep. And he turns around, shoots him. And then the, he's like, that was you the best one. You played straight into the, yep. And I, I, I think we in the theater turned, that was the best one. Ever. <laughs> that was the greatest one. Because it didn't look like hokey, like he's just walking in somebody's aim shot in terms of wrong shot. Right. But it was like a purpose to it that showed that this is going to be a little more not what you're used to. This is going to be a little more plausible. I'm trying to look at the word more realistic. So, and I think all of the ones, for me, Daniel Craig is, that's my bond. Yeah. He's the one that I, I look to because acting-wise, he's a good actor. 
his move that the tones again from a general audience i'm not a super ultra mega fan but i am a, a pretty big fan oh, yeah, i've yeah. read some of the books not all of them i've read some of the books i've seen 98 percent of the movie i think there may be one or two i haven't seen all the way through but out of all of them i still find the tone like daniel craig's character of bond is pretty much the same throughout yeah now as we got to um specter there's yeah. a little more camp not too much but again, I felt it's more fitting for... Yeah, Spectre had a little more like Mission Impossible stunts. Yeah, kind of. Where mm -hmm. Casino Royale had a, like the whole truck. It oh, looked like Raiders Lost Ark. And that everything. opening scene, the parkour scene, or yeah. with the 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 first where, he, where they're in um, Madagascar the and they're chasing the guy through the thing. Yeah. I If you could have done a whole movie like that, I would have been like, this that would be the best action movie ever. Well, I, was, I, I watched it in a lot I was watching a lot of clips on YouTube, but I think every action sequence could have been the ending sequence of the movie. Oh, it yeah. was that good. Like, <laughs> all right, that, that's yeah. the movie? No, we have more? Okay. Like the house falling down. That's the movie? No, we got more, right? There's, I think that, I I think that's one of the longest ones in all of the series. So 24 movies or 25 movies. Is it 24 or 25? We're going to have 25. 25 is coming up. Yeah. So 24 movies, I think it's one of the longest. There were some where it was a little long, but again, I thought the movie was ending and then it just kept going. So that, yeah. for me, that was one thing that took, that was one thing that took away from the experience when I thought it was just ending and it went again. Yeah, there was a- Not bad, not no, too no, bad. But, but, I mean, but even the stunt of the, the single car that gets flipped over and oh. it's no, there's no cuts, it's a long take. And yep. it's how many times does that thing flip? Yeah, uh, <laughs> like 12. It, it, it holds a world record. I did. They hold a world record for the number of flips. It was unintentional. And that was uh, no, the man. most number of flips. Yeah. And that was unintentional. So that was crazy that that happened. So, but yes, it's uncut. So. And I don't, I, th I think it's second unit television. I think it's second unit direct because there's no other actors. So I think it's probably set in second unit stunts actually did that yeah. scene. But the stunts hold up today, even tw been 12 years. Yep. It's. A James Bond that you actually can relate to. He doesn't seem like this superficial. Nothing's going to affect him. Just get the job done because he does. He does have some moments where he's like, "Do I really need to do this or something?" You know, he has a famous scene where he's going to be in bed with a woman, but she's like, "No, you got to do your job." And he gets, he leaves. You're like, "What? What?" <laughs> Roger Moore wouldn't do that. He would stay. No. Right? And then he would do his job. Yeah, and then he'd do his job. So yeah, there were there's some um, great. Uh, I wouldn't say like pulls, but really play with what we would expect, right? Because yep. you ask for Martina, bartender shaking her shirt, and you go, I don't give a damn. <laughs> Do I look like I give a damn? <laughs> <laughs> Which, <laughs> Which is one of the best lines. I know, right? Yeah. So um, just give a little bit of the, um, what was the, uh, what, what was the drive? Because you throw, I knew you supported Danny Craig from beginning to end. I yep. can back you up. You didn't have any disdain for this. Which is, well, it was hard for me because um, I loved Pierce Brosnan. And I know that a lot of people grumble and ah, but the thing that I liked about Pierce Brosnan, yeah. now he was given crap scripts. So I, I will say that, right. that I the, felt well, like to me, melt and everything, GoldenEye, yeah. awesome. It was, and, it was. And even, even for me for uh, Tomorrow Never Dies, that is such a James Bond story like influenced movie like the crazy i'm a media mogul and i'm going to come in and i'm going to take cause world war three and get the first coverage of it yeah that sounds like a james bond plot like the campiness yeah but after that i didn't like i i didn't like the direction it was going it was just getting too much but too much camp too much cgi i hated and I, i've used that term very rarely when it comes to james bond but i hated um die another day I really hated that one because the CGI and all everything, oh, the, the surfing the, on the, a car door at the end. And I'm going, yeah. ah, but that whole. And her, wasn't it, the, wasn't that one that her name is Christmas? Christmas Jones. Yeah. yeah. No, no, that's uh world is not enough. It's but still. yeah, Halle Berry's character. I forgot what Halle Berry's character was in uh, Die Another yeah, Day. But anyways, um, <laughs> so, but the thing that I liked about Pierce Brosnan was he he fit the description of James Bond, the dark hair, dark eyes. I, well, at yeah. least I think he did, but for the dark eyes. But anyways, I'm not staring him. He's supposed to be tall, dark. He's supposed to be tall, dark. Yeah. But I thought that Pierce Brosnan was very suave, and he looked very 
very suave and very sophisticated. It, it, did, it did. Which he was not super muscular, which was Bond was not supposed to be super muscular or anything. He, to me, fit that role. And he brought a little bit of Sean Connery to the role, a lot more Roger Moore to the role. And that's why I liked him before. So for me, when he was done, I was like, oh, that kind of sucks. But then I saw Daniel Craig and I'm like, this is sweet. Because I didn't care about the hair or anything. It's just he was rough. He was, but he was still. That's what I'm looking for. He was rough, rigged. It wasn't no smooth. No, he wasn't as, but that was the whole point, right? Casino Royale was the, this is the, this is your introduction to James Bond. James Bond was not always smooth. He was never, you know. Right. He had to have been rough at some point. We had to talk about this is actually, he's not really considered uh, James Bond in this, right? He's working, he's getting his bones, right? He hasn't really accomplished the hierarchy or the credentials to be achieved yeah i mean you see it in the in the intro you yeah. see he his first two kills to become a double o well isn't james bond supposed to be like his an alias like that's not really well, genuine his name is that what we that's I've well heard that theory before. i've heard the theory too and i, I guess any time for me and i don't know who else thinks this you have to suspend a little bit of reality when you're going to watch a movie <laughs> about a literary character that's been you know I know, I know. The same age for 50 some years, 60 years almost. I mean, come on. It's, it's still, you but know, yes, Superman I mean, puts the, on his glasses and tone down the hair. <laughs> oh, it's Clark Kent. Yeah. Clark Kent. I can't tell. He's a Superman. <laughs> right. But, uh, but no, like I said, I, and, and that makes, and that's totally fine if that's yeah. what it is. I, I said the only, and that would make more sense in some of this, but when you look at the fact that Judy Dench has played M from Pierce Brosnan to Daniel Craig. Yeah. That's uh, that's not a con- that's a continuity error. If if it was supposed to be two different characters, you know, it, it makes more sense if that's what the real theory is that she is that he that's actually just a code name. But what I mean that would be like Agent Forty Seven, you know, or whatever from the Hitman series. It's an alias. So no, I don't know. I, I'm. Casino Royale is the one where I I think I think I saw it like three times in the theaters because I was so excited about it. I think we it. went together, right? We went. I think, I think we, we went, went once. Yeah, yeah. I said I think I saw it three times, and the, I remember the second time seeing it with whoever it was was a pretty big James Bond fan. And then the parts in the movie that made you know the hair stand up on my arms. I was waiting. I was watching their expression, and they yeah. just had like this smile on their face. So. I think he did a great job. Uh, the director for this film is called, uh, his name is um, Martin Campbell. He's done other James Bond movies as well. Um, he did GoldenEye. He directed that movie. And, he, of course, he did um, the Casino Royale. Um, he did The Mask of Zorro and The Legend of Zorro. So he has this sure. very eye for a lot of action movies. Um, of course, he did The Edge of Darkness, I think, with Mel Gibson and um, The Foreigner with Jackie Chan. So I, I don't want to give... I just it's kind of a label you know martin campbell's kind of a journeyman when it comes to directors he does great movies but nobody's just kind of ever really remember his name right. he's not gonna be I, yeah. spill out for like De Niro, you know like a scorsese or something but he's done very well successful movies and stuff and of all those movies you listed there's only one that i hadn't seen yeah and casino royale is probably i would consider it regard his best because he uses so many other techniques that you won't use anymore that borrows from the 60s. So in the 60s, you have that cross dissolve for shows passage of time. You know, one dissolve ends, another one begins. And you don't see huh. that very much, but they use that for the, the card game to show passage of time, which is a necess- necessity, right? Right, because they're like, in there for hours that this is happening. Yeah, and that's a technique that you can't, it, you have to, it's almost like, you know, the crash symbol on your in your band. Yep. If you have a crash, you can't use that all the time, right? <laughs> you can't. It just gets, oh, you're going to use the crash symbol again. But like with Cross Dissolve, you have to know how many times you can use it and when to use it. And that was a perfect placement for that movie, especially from the, the came from the '60s where that technique was heavy, and to use it bar again, you know. I'll have to watch. Yeah, I'll have to notice that. It's a great cinematography. It's a great effect, and I do like how. My gosh, I, I think watching gambling on television the most boring <laughs> thing. I mean, I rather watch my hours of you know anything else, but. You know, gambling, I think is the most, I watch darts instead of gambling because <laughs> at least something's moving because they just stand there with the sunglasses. But the way they shot this, that scene in the movie made it interesting. 
Oh, yeah. It made it interesting. And you have, I can't remember the guy, he was sitting with Vesper. Mathis? Sta- standing next to Vesper Lynn. Mathis. Mathis, kind of telling the audience, give an exposition, yep. right? Okay, this is this. So we, <laughs> which you have to. But you bring, like, the Jeffrey Wright character, the CIA agent. Yeah, or Felix Leiter. Yeah, he comes from the bar, and they brings him to observe. And they follow him instead of following the card game, which is a nice trick. Because remember, you watch, you the camera follows him to go up to the card game to watch instead of just constantly focusing on the card game, right? We're going to see other right. what's going on around the card game as well. So oh, yeah. I think it was one of the best ones shot. Well, but that's also, too, part of the reason walking in with Vesper is yeah. it was supposed to be... Well, take their attention off of the game. That's what usually it is, right? Yeah. Oh, what's, her, what's that famous uh, Jennifer Tilly, that actress Jennifer Tilly? She says she always wins gambling because she has... Because <laughs> they're not focusing on what she has they're for not. her. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that is... Yeah, I mean, it, it, I imagine that was kind of a boring thing to shoot. Imagine sitting in there shooting that movie and you're in this room with these same actors or whatever. How can we make this kind of dull scene? Yeah. Because I know when I go to the casino, I'm bored out of my mind when I'm playing blackjack going, oh, can we get, just get through this hand? <laughs> yeah. You know, I, yeah, I want to. Okay, great. Everybody's got great cards. Let's move on to the next one. You know. And he shows he shows him he's not like a superhero. He loses. Oh, yeah, big time. And he's actually surprised. Like, yep. What, what the hell did happen? What, what? And it finally shows that James Bond that we kind of like, he's not going to, he doesn't come out all the time. You know, in fact, that was a point like, oh, crap, this is not good. Right? Everybody, yep. everybody this is not going to be good for him but if you go back to the this uh the card game the game scene it's a nice contrast they show contrast all the time bond's always wearing white his hair yep. is white you know always blonde and maz mickelson black hair black suit black eyes yeah you, before we go off yeah. this topic I, if we want to talk about it fine if not the yeah. one thing that i yeah. liked about mads mickelson as the um Bond villain and Lashif in general. Yeah. That is like the quintessential Bond villain. The guy yeah. cries blood. I mean, <laughs> I know, right? pale white, you know, you know, yeah. on his so inhaler and stuff. And he's sickly. And that yeah. kind of, the only difference between that and the description of, of Lashif in the book is that Lashif is overweight in the book. You know, I, there are some other little things, but, but he fits like that, that, very odd character yeah. that would be a Bond villain. Uh, so I, I actually, I really, really, really like the casting of him yeah. for Lashif. I oh, thought no, that was the first, yeah. awesome. When you first time you see him, you go, "That's the bad guy, right?" Yeah, you know, nobody needs to hold up a cue card or anything. That's him. No, when you see him, he like we're all in black and which, yeah. because of that, because of his portrayal on that, I actually, if a movie has Mads Milks in it, I will watch that movie. Yeah, Just yeah. because I was like, who is this guy? And then you see him as, because he plays that character so well. Yeah, this is like the first major big movie that he was in. Is right? he Norwegian or is he he's Scandinavian. Scandinavian of some sort? Yeah, he is Scandinavian. And I had never heard of him until this one. And I was like, I'm going to watch these other movies. Because <laughs> I, I, well, I, I mean, it's he's, great. You're the epitome of a yeah. opposite of a James Bond. Yeah. And it's it's just constant contrast. I love the contrast of you know what even the guy he has really? to chase is more sophisticated at getting away from James Bond than James Bond is. Right? <laughs> he can just jump well, the walls, and James is like, oh crap! But even on that, that isn't most of the time, isn't yeah. uh, the chief mostly in black the entire time? He is, yeah, yeah. And that's I'm I'm trying to think back to the tuxedo. Does he wear a white tuxedo? Or does I Bond think, wear a white? I think Bond starts with white. Starts with white. Yeah. So yeah, I mean black and white. I mean the good and bad. I mean and then you're back he has to, to do the saltwater purge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, that scene that follows when he's in the car afterwards. Yeah. The you may think and it's And he looks it's, just like I mean he looks, usually James Bond will anything happened to him he comes out he Yeah. Just, and he looked like he was roughed up and think <laughs> but his comment after he gets shocked back to life he looks at Vesper and goes, "You okay?" Like that humor is the humor that I thought like Pierce Brosnan did that very well. That subtle humor, not too campy, little campy, not too campy, right, but yeah. like that's why I like. That's why I think I liked Brosnan as because he did that kind of little camp. But then at the end, he got way too campy. But that's what Daniel Craig I think did well. Like 
there's that scene when, you know, he just yeah. about died and yeah. she brings him back. And he goes, are you okay? That's the first thing Bond asks to Vesper. Yes. Or when he wins the car at the, uh, or picks up <laughs> right uh, at the casino, or when he wins they, the they car the bus boy and, they, the and the the woman he takes out of the, is, uh, I'm forgetting the, the bad guy's name that he follows to Cuba or, or Jamaica, wherever they are. Right. Oh God, I can't remember. Anyways. That's his wife, I think, that he picks up and he goes, do you want to go to my place? Yeah, it's nearby. And he turns and he goes around just the roundabout and he's right back at the front door because they're staying at the hotel. Yep. That, that type, was, that's, that's the, to me, that's the right amount of campiness. Yep. And that's why I think I liked it so much because that was, wasn't too, it was subtle, but not too subtle. And it wasn't. I mean, it, it got a good laugh on a theater yeah, every time I saw laughed. It. I, I think. So, even though you're coming, you know. I like, laugh every time it happens. Go back to my place. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah it just goes just right, go around in a circle. circle like right a, back to the thing. It's it like, like a roundabout. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Right. I mean, that that's like I said, that's what I, to me, yeah. that was just enough. I mean, it could have been a little, a few more things what, like that. It, what but, gra- it, that was the first time right when he comes back from being at the, being the car and purging that you know, a normal James Bond will look like nothing happened. His hair will be back in yep. place. Everything, the tux and everything will look normal. And he just sit back down like, and here you keep saying, Jake, he looked like he damn near escaped death, right. right? His eyes are, everything is just, and it looked like a, it gives a sense of plausibility that this yep. actually yep. could actually happen. Let's get the real tone. And the other sense is, here's James Bond showering all the blood off of him. Yep. Right? We have that scene where it's like, and he's actually he's sitting there going, man, dude, I really want to keep doing this. I didn't even <laughs> really start it. And want to keep doing this, and he got that real self realization that we never see from a James Bond movie. That's kind of a doubt. Yep. Just kind of like I got to get all this. The dirt. He's a dirty, right? He doesn't mind getting his hands dirty, which we we know James Bond does. But this is a nice element that we see of him. That this is not this is not a pretty job all the time. <laughs> you said something too that another to me another campy but not too campy when he walks back in after that all happening to him, his line out of his mouth is that last hand nearly killed me. That was brilliant. I mean, come on. That's, <laughs> that's to me is a Roger Moore or a Sean Connery quip. That is an know. homage to him. Yeah. Yeah. But, and but I got, what I'm saying is that it's a great line, but he doesn't look it right. Right. Yeah, they keep the look of him just going. <gasps> yeah. And that's what I, again, that's why I think it's all, all these little things like this, that I find the movie. It's, it's my top bond movie. I, it's, yeah. And you got M, who's not really his number one fan. Yep. He's kind of had enough of him, even right out of the gate. He's breaking all protocols. Yep. Right, which usually the the one that we always follow is going to break all the protocols and not do everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I want to get to uh, is Ava Green. This is her big starring role. Yes, uh, it is. Uh, prior to this, she was in a movie called Dreamers. Dreamers with uh, Bernardo Bucel, uh right. Bucciolacci. Dreamers or yeah, Dreamers, right? Yeah, the Dreamers, which is, it's French. Um, it was Bernardo's weird. Italian. It's very much. I watched it. It was weird. It is weird. The brothers and sisters are together. Yep. Incestuous. And, and the and then it's an American uh, film major, and he comes to Paris for I don't know what I can't remember, but he comes to study film or something like that. He hooks up with them, and he gets involved with the whole political turmoil that's presented, as well as getting involved and getting a taste and sample of what the what we call new wave cinema that's happening in Europe at the time. So like Breathless and Jules and Jim and all that stuff. And the funny thing about new wave cinema is we always show the consequences of new wave cinema in the movie, right? If you breaking protocols and more morals, there's a consequence to it. And they always show those in the movies. It's not so much an allegory, but kind of, uh, well, if you're going to go off on your little thing that there are some consequences to it. That was always kind of a neat thing with new waves, but I haven't seen her anything else. I know she did. Well, Ava Green, well, she did a lot. She was in a lot. She was in, um, the one with Johnny Depp, the one where he plays a vampire. Oh yeah. uh, Dark shadows, dark shadows. She was in Miss Peregrine's, uh, whatever. I don't know that one. She's played a lot of other roles, just not to the level of, uh, wasn't she in uh, Sin City Two or not? Yeah, Sin- se- no, it was the se- sequel to Three Hundred. Right? That's what it was. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, so she's not afraid to do commercial, no, and she's not afraid to do artsy. But she's definitely not doing as many movies as I thought she would do by this night. Well, I yeah. thought she'd be by now. But I, I, yeah. I don't know if that's a good sign or a bad sign of an actress. If an actress is that well. Um, known, but she goes under the radar because she's doing things that she loves, not these blockbusters. 
Yeah. Does that make them a better actor or actress or does it make them, you know, because I think she's been in a fairly decent yeah. amount of film since then. But you're right. That was her, that was her like big one that, Hey, look at everybody. This right. is who, this is the new up and comer, you know, it's easy to remember her name because her eyes are green. Her name's Ava green. And her <laughs> eyes are green. It's very easy to remember. Her. I just remember her name. Um, Cause I think Beth she's Berlin is probably the most, probably the most interesting James I have to put the label, but the most interesting James Bond girl that they're out there because she does not get swooned over him, right? Yeah, he, he doesn't like, oh my God, you're the hottest thing ever, right? And she's not really all that impressed with him at the beginning. You know, it's here to do a job. And she, this is like her first time out as well, right? She's almost fresh out of recruitment yep. and everything. And she's here just to do a job. And in fact, she even has a scene where she gets shocked and she has to recover from getting her hands dirty as she runs to the shower and yep. with her clothes on and everything and she's traumatic and everything but um that's another different unique twist on it is because here you have this james bond character that when we saw her and i we see it and you're like oh okay they're gonna be together right well yeah yeah it, but it doesn't really play out that as much right yeah. yep i know so one of the things that I always hear from the movie things, or from the movie perspective, the book versus the movie yeah. and stuff. I know I, my wife is very, she reads a lot of books and she prefers the books over the, the movies. And I I actually think, in, in my opinion, the movies end up being, for me, a James Bond movie ends up being better than the books. I think there's only Scorpio and... Maybe one or two books that haven't been made into. I think Goldfinger's a book, right? Yeah, I think yeah. they're all books that have been made into movies, except for like two that Ian Fleming wrote. Now, there's other authors that have been given the permission to write James Bond books. Yeah, and I think I think the copyright's still owned by the Ian family. Yeah, it's not public domain. Nobody right. Can still so do they it. have to approve if they're going to do another book. But Ian Flem of Ian Fleming's writings. There's only maybe Scorpio, I think, is one or okay. something like that. And there's only one other one. But, like, I find that if Ian, Ian Fleming must have been a genius ahead of his time for writing these things because, to me, they seem like better movies than they do books. And, okay. and these books that, are, like, late 50s, late early 50s. 50s and, yeah, late 50s, early 60s. And, I, again, I don't know if it's just because I don't like his writing style. I feel it's a little kind of awkward. and it, But, again growing up in the day of modern age and, you know, uh, I, um, I'm trying to think Dan Brown authors, you know, like right. those yeah. guys are out all over the place where you well, read no, and I, page I, Turner cha chapter I, after I, chapter. I read Goldfinger. There's no, like you read a chapter. There's no like cliffhanger, right? So there's no, no sometimes not. Sometimes there is, it's yeah, just, it's not, there's nothing like, okay. That keeps you page turning, you know, yeah. it's, it's not the same, but his, I just, the, the way he words things and, 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 kind of frames up the scenario you know, like, like you said two pages talking about how he wisped his hair back in a certain way and you're going okay and was the products that he uses like the yeah. hair gel and a cologne from this store the cars the cars car. was the cars were a big thing that yeah. he talked about i think in in the 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 ian fleming was and it's like well i mean great because yeah. That is part of the Bond world, right? The the really expensive cars, the nice suits, the fancy watches, and all that stuff. That's part of Bond's persona. But again, I, I I'm I'm not a huge book fan, but I, I'm a huge movie fan. And I still, when I see these, yeah, they could have been they could have been done differently. But I, I don't know. I just think Bond Bond in general is a great concept for a movie. Some do it It'll, better than better than others. And I, I think Casino Royale is a great movie even if, if you don't have to put bond in it the whole uh, no, the whole yeah. story no i don't, yeah. yeah stands alone is probably a great movie yep and it has it like has three parts of him training the whole the second part of him you know the you know the getting involved the action going to europe and then the third act is him really being mad of what happened with vesper <laughs> right yep yeah and cuz he thought everything was going to be resolved right you have the sense of resolve and you know James Bond, that's not going to happen. No, he's just not going to happen. And then, but how he reacts to it is like perfect. But that's that's what creates James Bond. That's what yeah. creates the the 
I'm now gone through my initiation, if you want yeah, to call this it. Movie is this is like your this, initiation this, yeah. into yeah. being Bond. Figuring out what's, what to do right, what yep. to do wrong, and all that stuff. Yeah. And then you notice, I well, I noticed it in the in the following movies. He got a little more suave in the following. He was still rough around yeah. the edges, but it, things seemed more suave. Like Oh, Skyfall, he's just ripping with suave. Yeah. Oh, when I, I, that was one of the best things from that. He When he... Um, yeah. is standing out in the middle of the field shooting his gun and he's dressed to the nines. You know, it's like, I don't think there's a single man that I know that would dress that nicely to be out shooting guns in the field. You know, yeah. I go, to me, that's very suave, you know, yeah. even after everything that just happened. Because in Skyfall, when they, they're they on the island, him and the bad guy are shooting at the girl and he kills <laughs> the girl. The first, this Casino Royale bond would be just, you know, it would, you know, damn it! You're like, what? He just killed her. Yeah. But damn, he's like, that was damn good scotch. That, that was, yeah. That, yeah. And so, then so does transition of now. This doesn't, you know, this is he's kind of immune to the job now. Yep. Yeah. He's and just, that's what Casino Royale was supposed to do, in my mind. Yeah. It was supposed to set you up. This is Bond. This is how Bond became the 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 guy he is. The ones that you're supposed to associate all of the previous Bonds with. This is why he became the way he was. Yeah. Vesper was the one that he loved. That betrayed him, that made him cold, that shut his heart off to having relationships. And you she know? does pop in, you know, it's almost like still once in a while, like inspect or whatever. Oh, yeah. It eventually yep. pops in because it, no much how disdain you have for something, eventually it comes back to you. Yep. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's that's pretty, yeah, you're right. This is all like a whole, not a bond that we would expect that how do he get to where he was? That's the way that I have always looked at because it. Because that's what is it, that's why it makes it such a awesome ending yeah and just but just in general i mean that yeah I, that was the first time you got to see the new aston martins i i mean the db no there's a brand new i think it was a two it was like because the film came out in 2006 and that was a 2006 yeah right? and yeah. i mean before just before and the film. look of that car was just just blew my mind i mean that was like that was the sexiest car I think I'd ever seen in 10 years. You know, like that is a beautiful car, but that goes back to what bond is, you know, bond is again. Uh, yeah. That's how he, be I mean, yes, we got to see it in skyfall, him bringing back the DB five. It's the DB five, I think, right. The, yeah. the original Aston Martin that he drove. I'm going to roll my roll decks of English cars. I yeah. <laughs> but the, but when you read the books, the books talk about Bentleys and, and the Aston Martin. I don't remember. Yeah. It's got to be in there. But I, a lot of his things were Bentleys. Like, he was all about Bentleys. And you go, Bentleys are even way more. How does a guy, a, an agent, a secret agent of, afford. yeah, how does, I mean, what? Even if he makes 100000 a year, how do you afford a million-dollar car? On a, I mean, eh, but but that's that's part, I mean, when he wins it in a poker game or he wins $150 million like he does in Casino Royale, yeah. That stuff starts to make a then little you realize, more sense. All right, no, yeah. Now then, I can no, see. Oh, yeah. Now right. I can see where he makes this kind of stuff. All right, we're gonna take a small little break. I got some ads, okay. and then uh, we're gonna talk about uh, some movie, some characters that have been involved with other things and correlate and stuff like that. We got so much more to cover, and especially well, how do you how do you interrogate James Bond? <laughs> Ow. Hi, I'm Carla, and I'm Michael, and we're Go Postal Podcast. We're the podcast that tells you stories about what people have done while drunk, while also giving you some facts about boobs, booze, and the bazaar in the places where these stories take place. We also have a weekly contest where you tell us where the F I am. So join us for some drinking, learning, and laughing. You can listen on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Find us online at Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at GoPostalPodcast, and send us your drunk ramblings and anecdotes. You can also email your stories to GoPostalPodcast at gmail.com. So we're back, and yes, that website is still up. It's still there. <laughs> Daniel Craig is not bond.com. It's still there, but it's just a people leave their blogs or whatever. It's I, a, I can a, imagine a, it's complaint a complaint format, basically. Because of how out of date and how out of touch yeah. James Bond is. Now it's just you attack the because he's misogynist or something like that. But I've noticed the shift though in all of the the most recent Bond movies, they've gone away from that. Yeah. I mean, usually almost every Bond movie before was 
Bond would sleep with two women in the movie, and most it was like a mathematical equation. Yeah, yeah, two girls, two women, and the third one was the deadly one. Yeah, yeah, and the second, and at least one of the two would die. Yeah, Yeah. and they said that that happened in the first one. That happened in Casino Royale. An octopus, you forgot. Well, (laughs) it happened in almost every Bond movie, but um, it happened in Casino Royale with the bad guy, the guy where I can't remember Miami or wherever they were. Where they where he won the DB nine, he slept with that guy's wife, and she ended up dead the next day. Yeah, that. But then after that, um, I'm trying to remember in Quantum of Solace, he he. I don't think he slept with anyone. I I may be wrong. Quantum of Solace, it's a anomaly. It's a he. They didn't. He didn't. I don't think he even slept with her in that one. But it's it's very and it was only one woman, right? And he didn't even say because he was still reeling from Vesper. Yeah. And then in the third one with with Daniel Craig, uh, Skyfall. Yeah, I don't there. I don't remember one. Am I am I really trying to block things out? I don't think I'm trying to block it out. No, it's just the girl that got sent back to the island that he got remorseful. Yeah, that was it. It was just one, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't. You put me whole. I don't know. I can't remember. I said, but I, I, I feel like that's kind of going away. Like that, his womanizing and stuff is taking a back burner because yeah. he's been reeling from the loss of Vesper and because Quantum of Solace was supposed to be a, a an, retaliation, a, a, a direct sequel, f- f- immediate follow up to Casino Royale. Right, because Casino Royale, he's not taking on an organization. He's taking out just a. a little branch of this whole network yep. right and yep. that's what Lachey or the chief chief is he's just a one little yep branch from this whole network of stuff right and it's hard for him just to get rid of this one little branch and now he's going to go after a huge network a huge quantum of solace network which kind of yep. builds up that he can take down these things like so vector. as they go on i feel like that womanizing thing is becoming less and less which is fine i mean it's it's Modern Bond. I mean, he doesn't need to do that. Yes, we get it. Daniel Craig is a very good-looking guy. He doesn't need... We don't need oh, to man, see... Oh, man, he's born to wear a suit. Yeah, we don't need to see him sleeping with a bunch of women to understand <laughs> that he's attractive. I mean, we get it, but... All right. Well, if you had to interrogate James Bond, how would you do it? Would you do it? <laughs> would you uh, I think attack I would, his sexual orientation? Like I would, yeah, I mean, that would be... Or would you just strip him naked and... <laughs> Let's take him, strip him naked, put him on a. Apparently, no. That's I, in the book, right? I, it's in the book, and the only difference was they use a carpet beater rather than. What? That was the only. That was the only difference between. Does it say a, carpet beater? I think the- it's a carpet beater. I mean, it's the 1950s, so they use. Uh, yes, it was a thing. I don't know. I don't know what a carpet beater is. I'm sorry. That's I don't know thing. what it is. Either, I don't know but, what it is. But they said that that's the only. That's the only difference between. The book and apparently really it's Google, shot. It's, I don't want to Google carpet beater. It's it's I don't wanna, it's uh, junk shot to per junk like junk shot by junk shot um, verbatim from the book. That's what I've heard. I've okay. never read that part that of the far, book. Yeah. I never got that far. I just I couldn't get past the the clunkiness. Yeah. Again, I, I that's why I like the movies. Whoever these people are that come up with, they can take a, a concept like that. And put a guy that looks good on screen and do these, you know, this story. Like the story, the story itself, the overarching story is a good story, just not easy to read. And I, I go, maybe I'm a, maybe I'm a, um, a child of the. Uh, I, I want it clean, neat, and page turning the entire time. And maybe that's just me. Maybe that's why, because I'm not really a big reader. But again, that's why I like these movies, is because you can take this 200 page book, condense it to an hour and a half, to well. James, yeah, right, James yeah. Bond movies are two and a half hours, but it would take me probably a week to read that. And I can watch the same thing in two and a half hours and for the most part, get the gist of it. And that's every, what I like yeah, about it. I think everybody that saw in the theater that scene kind of like squished their legs Oh, together. I think every, I, I, I think I, every man felt uncomfortable watching right, that. Yeah, and that's, mm. and it's still a PG. I know. Is <laughs> it? PG 13, well, it's PG, I'm sorry, PG 13. Ooh. That is a hard PG thirteen movie, especially for that scene. I don't know how they got. It just wait. makes me uncomfortable thinking about it because <laughs> I was I was I was listening to some clips on the way here yeah. about that, and they were playing the sound effects, and I just kept going, "Oh man, that's gotta hurt." I mean, because in reality, three hits from that, and you're you'd be passed out. You, yeah, you'd if you're pass, not passed out, yeah, you. <laughs> I'm mean, sorry. Three hits from that thing. And, yeah, you're done. You're done. You're done. It's the shock of your system would kill you. That would just ah. Oh. I just I yeah. 
But it's a change. It's an evolution from what we previously seen Bond of, you know, the whole. I I still dig the interrogation from Skyfall. That was pretty funny. Oh, we, that, we, let's not yes. the crap out of him. Let's you know. Let's put him in an awkward situation. Awkward situation, and that was that was refreshing to see because we've seen it so many times of so many other angles, and we finally, yeah. So the yeah. thing, and that's what the nice thing about Daniel Craig is. It's constantly refreshing. It's yeah. Not, it's still homage to the old stuff, but it's constantly refreshing itself. The 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 Bond characters I found with Daniel Craig yeah. have been. I, I I may offend people by saying this, but I found them a slightly more realistic than some of the other ones, like Goldfinger. Okay, yeah. I mean, uh, you're gonna the plot lines are. A little right, yeah. better. You're gonna blow up. You're gonna blow up Fort Knox and irradiate the increase yeah. Increase your value to yeah. increase your value. Yeah, but some of the characters were crazy characters in in the earlier ones. Whereas the Bond odd job, odd right? job, and stuff like that. Yeah. But now when you see a character like Dave Bautista playing, uh, J- uh not Jinx, uh, oh, the bad guy in uh, why well, can't Bond I remember Spectre? his name? Yeah, yeah he's Inspector, and then in or he was in two, wasn't? No, maybe he wasn't. He was Inspector. Inspector, yeah. yeah. But when you see that, you go, okay, now that I could see. That's a more realistic. He doesn't say much. He beats the snot out of people. It's just pure. But when a guy takes off his hat and uses it as a, you know, a decapitating it's thing. It's a little silly. It's a little silly. Yeah. But but when I, yeah, no, I, I don't know. I, I'm, 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 the, I felt awkward. If you go back and watch the monologue that Silva gives in Skyfall when he comes down the elevator. Okay. It's a very awkward yeah, like monologue. I don't know why it it felt awkward to me watching it, which even to me adds more to credibility to the the movie itself of how Daniel Craig handles it because when he sits down and then talks about whatever he alludes to there yeah, and, and like Daniel first, Craig says yeah. what makes you think this is my first time? <laughs> That whole thing was just like weird. Because we've never seen that before. Because we've never you? seen that. Yeah. But but that's the type of character he's dealing with. But some like that seems. A, I'm not saying that it's more realistic. It just seems slightly more realistic than some of the other characters. Yeah, a little more plausible. A little more plausible. Right. And I think that that's. I think the Daniel Craig, especially starting off with the way they did with Casino Rail, sets a really good tone that they didn't vary too much from. In the following movies, of slightly more plausible, a little sl- more gritty, a little more, gr- a lot more gritty. Okay, yeah, a lot more. grittier than uh, Moore and and Brosnan. And Timothy Dalton was all. Yeah, that's all he was. It's it was too style. serious. It's all style. Yeah. yeah, but but there's and then the characters are a little more. I don't know. The only one was uh, Dominic. Was it Dominic Green or something? That in Quantum of Solace, it was like. That was the only one that, to me, that seemed... Over the top a little bit. Over the top, because you're going to hold back all of the water supply of a country. You know, it's like, okay. I mean, but that's Bond, right? Right? That's Bond, these ludicrous ideas. Yeah, put a satellite in the world or all the internets or, yeah, or moon. But, and again, that may have been because I had a bad taste in my mouth from the last two installments of Brosnan being Bond. I think that's what catapulted Casino Royale. That's what, because it's so I, bad. Yeah. Like, we have to do something else. We, we need to, to come back bond, to reality. Be, yeah. And I think, again, I thought um, Tomorrow Never Dies was so ridiculous for the idea, but it sounded more like a... Pl- I, that movie probably, if you were to do that now in today's world, that movie wouldn't seem so out of... With yeah. with all of the fake news and and non fake well, news, the media, is running the media or, and yeah, everything. With wasn't Jonathan Price? Jonathan Price. Yep. I said guy, with yeah. with all yeah. of the stuff that you see on today's news that you can't tell if it's fake or real. I'd see that more as a plausible thing today than it was twenty years ago in nineteen ninety eight or ninety seven. Yeah. I go so some so again. I I do like a little bit of the extremes that they do, but. The, to me, the Daniel Craig ones, especially yeah. Casino Royale, that was a very... Well, look how many movies borrow from Casino Royale as a template of a superhero or getting his start to doing, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, Iron Not... Man is pretty much Casino Royale, right? Rough around the edges to start, yeah, but then he, gets better and better as it goes. I am all this, and then you get your nose punched in the face. And, and like, what's okay. <laughs> and what the last thing that he says in Casino Royale, Bond, James Bond, yeah. he says his tagline, what's the last thing he says in Iron Man? I'm Iron I am Man, Iron Man. Which is... 
a famous yeah. line because yeah. he's the first one to ever tell you who he was. Yep. And, you know, Batman finally had it. I mean, Batman Begins, I think, runs parallel with Casino Rail, starting everything over and everything. I think it, they fit it perfectly. Yeah. I agree. Um, we got a few more minutes. What do you anticipate for Bond 25? Well, I think that Daniel Craig realized that it would be silly of him to he think he had a five contract deal, a five movie contract deal. Yeah. Um, now, if I were him, if I remember right, it was like five movies, $40 million. So if I were him, being that each one of his movies like grosses a billion dollars, I could see why he's kind of grumbling about it because, yeah, I, you know. I'm a millionaire, but. I'm a millionaire. But God dang. But God dang, you guys could pay me a little bit more. I mean, Robert John Robert Downey Jr. did a great job of it. He's $50 million for the Avengers movies, I think. He and, negotiated. Well, yeah. Right. I got something else. Yeah, but continue on with your yeah. thing. So I, the stories. I, so I, 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 I have. I think there was distribution problems with MGM because their contract was up. So oh, think, is it? Yeah, so I think it was. It's still negotiating distributions, but I think if, money, money. You know, throw hundreds I on mean, the table till somebody says yes. Don't get me wrong. If I got paid forty million dollars to do five movies over a period of 10, 15 years, well, that's a guaranteed uh, job. Right? It's a guaranteed job, and it's guaranteed money. But yeah. from what I've heard, I mean, but you got to look at it from um, Daniel Craig's 51, 52 years old, something like that. Now, probably be the oldest James Bond. Uh, I think Brosnan was at fifty. Three or fifty-four. Okay. Daniel Craig will be close. Okay. From what I, from if I remember right. right, but you have to. He still has to stay in shape. He has to do the workouts. He has to eat a regimented diet and all this to stay looking that particular role. Eh, when you're getting fifty some years old, yeah, that gets it gets harder to do that kind of stuff. I'm only forty and I'm already having problems with with that. No, so, I, I I see. Uh, I go to baseball and I see a, a fly ball in the outfield and somebody chasing it down. I go, what a waste of time. <laughs> but I so I there are I can see why he would complain because it's it's hard on him. I, I've heard he's received a lot of injuries from yeah, doing broke that. Ribs. Broke ribs. I think he breaking. blew out his knee because of the fights. I know everybody, everybody's all lauded about uh, Tom Cruise breaking his ankle. Yeah. Uh, look up the, what Daniel Craig <laughs> went through and he hasn't said anything and kept it pretty much quiet. No, but he, he's done some grumbling and he's been trying to get out of his contract, which, fair enough. I mean, yeah, I get it, but come on. You're one of the most iconic roles in the entire film history and they'll negotiate for your final film yes you're a five five movie contract deal negotiate for a little bit more on the, the last one because that's number 25 name any other series in the history of movies that's had 25 films right. yeah. there's nothing out there yeah. I, I would say that that's one of the coolest accomplishments ever just i mean you may not win an oscar for playing james bond but no, you could be on everybody's movie posters. You will be on everybody's movie posters. You will be yeah. you will be yeah. an icon, a movie icon for generations yeah, yeah, yeah. because of the role you played. I'll I'll sacrifice an Oscar if I get to see on film Bond. James, James Bond. Bond. <laughs> it was yeah. I mean, I don't know I don't know. I mean this gets into that whole thing. I'm not an actor, so I don't know. You know, I mean I I'm a musician. Would I sell out some things? Well, it depends. I mean if if I could break it in and then do anything that I ever wanted, I, I struggle with that sometimes. Daniel Craig can pretty much do any movie that he wants now yep. because of the movie deal he signed in 2006. So I think the rumors are is this next one is going to be called Intermajesty's Secret Service. I could see that. And then is it going to be... Well, I think because remember Inspector, he probably he yep. goes off with her and they probably get married. Remember that's the ending of Secret Service and then something happens to her and having teens. Yep. I think that's probably what the movie's going to start out as, that his wife gets you know removed and that's going to start him all on his campaign again after... Being on the sidelines already and retired for quite a while, and maybe he's gonna be rough around the edges all over again, like in Casino. <laughs> I I would I don't know. I actually like the movies. The fact that they didn't follow uh, uh, Skyfall. That was a beautifully court, like a, a cinematography was beautiful I'm, on that movie. I'm a little bit. I don't I don't know why I like Spectre better. I, I actually, I, I, I agree with you 100%. And I, I people of the, people may throw me to the wolves on that. I mean, but Because everybody mocks because it's arrows pointing to her. It's right, really lazy. Right. Oh, yeah. It, it's, it's more 
that silly. campy, silly, typical silly. Bond villain type. Yeah. But I loved uh, Skyfall. I saw it probably five or six times in the theaters. But it's a little slow for a Bond movie. And I would rather see, like, to me, Spectre was awesome because Spectre brought in... Um, the opening sequence was fantastic. The train sequence. The, the train great. sequence was awesome. Yeah. Very little dialogue, but that much more impact. Um, the locations were crazy, which is what Bond, out in Morocco in the Moroccan desert, you yeah. know, and then he blows it up and then he's back in London, the iconic scene in London. I mean, when was the last movie? I don't remember a lot of movies taking place in London other than, yeah, uh, other than, um, like when he's in MI6 headquarters, but not like around London, like it does in Skyfall. Yeah, because usually he's uh, he's usually some other location. Right. Okay. So I mean, I like that, but I actually like the storylines that happen from Casino Royale. Being, I mean, the, I take all the criticism from Spectre that it's kind of ridiculous. It is. It is. Yep. You know, but for him, I liked how he crashes the, their party, but they all know he did. And yep. The whole chase thing, the whole chase and Dave and the train and everybody. They're supposed to go on a dinner date, but it's a mockery of a dinner date because they're on a train. They have yep. nowhere else to go, so they manufacture this from you know this dinner date. So they have to actually dress up. Be like, well, that they're forcing on the sellers, but they you buy into it that yeah, well we all, we have to see it. We have a tuxedo go on to dinner. Yep. And I there's some tropes that yes you can criticize it all you want, and you're absolutely right, but it still works. The beginning of the movie was phenomenal. Nobody ever, beginning of the movie, nobody goes, oh, that's terrible. Everybody <laughs> watched the beginning of the movie like, what? <laughs> the thing that I love about the beginning of that movie, just like every other James Bond movie, like, he would destroy something and just walk away like unscathed from it. Yeah. That was like perfect. He took down an entire freaking building and he yeah. still lands on a couch at the end. I'm like, ah, come on. But that it's was still Omash Casino Rail because he brings a girl back and she's like, Where are you going? I'll be back. You know, I gotta do the job. What you would Roger Moore would right. never do that. Right, right. Yeah. right. True, true. Yeah. He brings her brings her up to the bedroom, walks into the bathroom, comes out, and he's walking off with Because I when I first time I saw it, I was like, Oh, well, we're just gonna get that. We're gonna get the sex crap scene. out of the right away and I was like, No? Wow. Really? All right. He yeah, left her hanging. He left her hanging. <laughs> it was great. The helicopter helicopter scene was phenomenal, which I'm sure Mr. Impossible said we have to do we have to one up the helicopter oh, yeah. factor. I think Mission Impossible kind of rivals what Bond was doing. Yep. They always kind of want to do the same. Uh, before we go, uh, Layer Cake. Remember that? Yes. Yeah. It's one about? of the very few movies that I own that's not part, not not a comic book movie, not a James Bond movie, and not a Jackie Chan movie. It's one of the few that I own, which... God, it's a, it's a very much like a... I would say it's a mixture of a James Bond, kind of like a Tarantino... Noir yeah. crime story, yeah, and it's probably what got Jamie Daniel Craig. That it is. Yeah. It from everything I read that that was it was the uh, Barbara Broccoli or whatever the Broccoli family had seen that movie and how he acted. Yeah, the entire what if you if you haven't seen that movie, go see that movie because I didn't realize until the very end the character has no name. They literally do not call him anything the entire movie, and no, I go, he's a how non- did that yeah. happen? Right. You don't. It's so good. You don't even focus on. No, it. I love that he's a low market drug dealer. But that he says that's how you survive is your low market drug. Right. You, yeah. The 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 dealer the the cartels won't give a crap about you because you're not losing a bunch of money. You're right. just a low level, and you just you can do it for. And he's got a good scheme in his brain of if I do it for X amount of years and I can have a getaway plan, you can make it big. Yep. <laughs> right. And of course. It's a whole, and he, they explained to you what a layer cake is in the movie. And I gotta have to go back and watch it. I'd have good. to watch it too. It's yeah. been a long time because he gets it's a what's well, a layer cake? Would probably what's a British version of a spider web? Probably you get caught up in a spider web or something like that. Yep. So, Nick, I have to say thanks for coming. Thanks for getting out of the brewery. Thanks for having me here. Stop making beer to come over here. And oh. before we go, what uh, Alloy Brewery? Yes. Give a little heads up of what, what that's all about. Alloy Brewing Company. That's my little. Aside from movies, my little yeah. passion project. Um, we've been open a little over a year now up in Coon Rapids. Um, always variety changing, multiple 12 beers on tap. We'll put up all the links on your web pages and stuff like that. Perfect. So you can find it. And you still get, you got, you could find t shirts or whatever. Yep. And everybody stops in Minnesota, take a visit, right? Yep. And when you're in there, ask for Nick and I'll, we'll talk about James Bond any day. <laughs> <laughs> all right. 
All right. Well, that's the end of the podcast. Uh, Thank you, Nick. Yeah. Uh, I usually ask people what's their favorite movie. It's an obvious one. What is the most your most favorite movie of all time? Casino Royale. All right. <laughs> Got to get the obvious out of the way. All right. Thanks for coming. Thanks. Did you realize they put a man on the moon? Oh,